Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. epistle this morning is from Paul's introduction to the letter of the Colossians, and it's actually very similar, remarkably similar, in theme and even in wording to our epistle from last Sunday, which also came from his introduction, the first chapter of his letter to the Philippians. In both epistles, Paul expresses and begins by expressing his gratitude and his joy because of the Philippians and the Colossians' faith and love for God and the saints, and how that faith and love manifested in their good works. In last week's reading, he spoke to the Philippians of their participation with him in the gospel and the grace that he had received, which, as we said last week, was a reference to their uh, helping him as he was imprisoned with material help and support, financial help and support, as well as their prayers. To the Colossians, he thanks God for how they have assimilated the gospel, which he calls the message of truth, the gospel, the message of truth. And that word truth is going to become very important in what else Paul has to say here. He says that they heard the gospel, and immediately, as soon as they heard it, they heard the gospel, and immediately they were infused with a knowledge a kind of knowledge that changed them, that impacted their lives, a knowledge that they responded to with obedience. And that's what he's really praising them for, praising them that the gospel is bearing fruit in them. And that fruitfulness, he says, not only has it borne fruit and is bearing fruit, but that fruit is growing. That fruit is growing. Another parallel theme, and one that I touched on last week, is the connection of the gospel, grace, and love to knowledge. The gospel, grace, and love to knowledge. To the Philippians, Paul said that he was praying that their love would abound more and more in knowledge and insight. This is an interesting connection to make. To the Colossians, he says that the fruit of the gospel is growing in them. Very similar to their love is abounding. The fruit of the gospel is growing, is abounding in you. And then he says, he never stops praying for them that God would fill them with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We're back to this theme of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and insight. In both passages, he stresses this. But in today's passage to the Colossians, he stresses it even more. He makes this connection between knowledge and understanding and their love and their worthiness. Thou art meet, worthy. He uses the term worthy in today's reading, and last week he used the term blameless, that they were blameless and righteous before God. Again, same message. But the important thing is he makes this connection. 
and stresses the connection between knowledge and understanding and love and worthiness. Listen to what he says in verse 6. This is just before our reading picks up, I think, in verse 9. He says that from the first day they heard the gospel, they understood the grace of God. Very interesting way to put it. They understood the grace of God in truth. They understood the grace of God. From the very first day that you heard the gospel, you understood the grace of God in truth. They didn't just receive the grace. They didn't just experience the grace. They understood the grace that they had received in truth. And then he says in the very next phrase in verse 7 that they learned the gospel. They learned the gospel from Epaphras, his fellow slave. So he references here another minister of the gospel that they had been preached to by. They understood the grace of God in truth and learned the gospel from Epaphras. Now, of course, the knowledge and understanding and learning that Paul is talking about here is different than, you know, how an engineer might calculate the load of a bridge span. You know, it's not just informational. Um, even as Christians, you know, we, we can't claim to possess this kind of knowledge just because we can list the nine ranks of angels. And the Bible has a lot to say about worldly knowledge and worldly philosophy and worldly pursuits. And a lot needs to be said about identifying what this knowledge looks like that Paul's talking about in terms of worldly knowledge or the wisdom of, of man or the world. Nevertheless, we don't have time to get into all of that this morning. Nevertheless, I want to stress that Paul is using this terminology understood the grace in truth and learned the gospel. And he prays that they might abound and grow in knowledge. The very next thing he says, which is where our reading picks up, for this reason, we also, from the day we heard about you, have not ceased praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Clearly, St. Paul puts a very high value on knowledge and understanding and considers it important, critical maybe, if we are going to fulfill our calling in Christ. He goes on to say that this knowledge will enable us to live worthily of the Lord and to please Him, to bear fruit, and then he repeats again after he says that and prays that we would continue growing in the knowledge of God. He says it again. So again, it's just all through here from beginning to end, this emphasis. Now this is really important. Uh, he says that as we grow in the knowledge of God, the result will be that we will be strengthened with power. So as we grow in the knowledge of God, we will be strengthened with power. So this kind of knowledge truly is power. <laughs> it's Paul that came up with that, not somebody else who ever said that. This kind of knowledge really is power. And then he describes what this power does for us. This power makes us capable of joyful, fruit-bearing, steadfast patience. It's exactly what he says. <laughs> well, it's a paraphrase of what he says. That's what the power does. The knowledge gives us power. 
And the power makes us capable of a joyful, fruit-bearing, steadfast patience. That's really important. The goal of knowledge is power so that that power will enable us to battle our enemy and remain joyful, steadfast, and patient. A sturdy faithfulness in joy, which will bear fruit in our life in this world. Faithfulness. Now, that might not sound all that profound, but I'm here to tell you that's the brass ring. That's the brass ring. That's the very thing that we so often lack. That's the result of the power, is faithfulness. And what is critical to achieving this sturdy faithfulness in the Christian life, as Paul makes clear, is knowledge and understanding of the gospel and grace, followed by, now that knowledge is not enough, it must be followed by obedience to what we have learned. That's another critical part of the program. And that's the final critical point. We can learn something of the truth of the grace of the gospel and then not do anything about it. You know, always learning, never coming to the truth. Which actually produces, by the way, when you learn all, you take in all this stuff, even spiritual insights, you take them in, take them in, take them in, and never do anything about it in your life, it actually has the opposite effect. It's very dangerous. It produces instability and frustration and anxiety and shame and all kinds of things. It is a man tossed about by the sea, double-minded, unstable in all his ways. But this is why Paul is praising the Colossians, because they didn't do that. They learned the gospel, they grew in the knowledge of God, and they obeyed. It produced fruit in their life. The knowledge they gained, it changed. And he says immediately too, which is also another awesome, you know, accolade. Immediately. How many of us, you know, how many, how many of us are convicted or shown something by God and we're like, well, Lord, change me, but not yet. <laughs> I think this is okay to say. I actually had someone say to me, they had something they realized that really desperately needed altered in their life and they wanted to do it and they intended to do it and they said I think I'll start working on this and they named a date which was nine months from then I yelled at them when they said that <laughs> I did a little bit because <laughs> I, I had never heard of any I mean you know I might think that but to actually say that <laughs> that was impressive <laughs> Um, but he's praising the Colossians precisely because they, he says immediately, you heard the gospel and you leapt into action. It changed your life. That's an amazing thing, that we could be that way. They grew in knowledge and they obeyed. And then he says, and I'm praying that you might increase in knowledge. He's praying that they might increase in knowledge because they did that. If they hadn't changed he wouldn't probably pray that they might increase in knowledge. That's what you get when you have the knowledge of God and then you obey, you get more. You get more. And that's what he's praying for them and the Philippians, actually. So you could say, well, Paul is preaching to the choir. They're already doing what he said. But there's more. There's always more. More is more. Less is not more in this case. More is more. We need to abound. And that's what he's praying for them, that they continue to abound. 
and the fruit that they produce through the knowledge and obedience qualifies them for deeper knowledge. All that to say that Sunday school is important. <laughs> Sunday school is important. Searching out the scriptures is important. Listening to the fathers and the mind of the church is important. Taking an interest. Fanning a flame of zeal for spiritual knowledge and spiritual things is critically important to our ability to grow in love and bear fruit for the kingdom of God. It is. Just think for a moment how many millions and millions and millions of people who were formerly Christians, raised in the faith, have walked away from their faith because they became disenchanted, because they were taught something wrong about God. If you're not aware of that, I can tell you, I've talked to many, 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 many of them, and maybe you know many of them, and maybe you used to be one. I sent out an email, or we, the royal we, sent out an email yesterday, which is, I think, a very good example of what I'm emphasizing this morning from this passage. It related to you the experience of a parishioner in Sunday school, and as we've been talking in Sunday school and trying to unpack the wisdom of the fathers on the passion of acedia and, you know, the psychosis of our, of our stained uh, soul, this person called me, and we had a lengthy conversation, very good conversation. They had had an epiphany, and they began to see and understand something. They were, they were growing in spiritual knowledge in their own life and how this was all affecting them. And this could be a, a great opportunity for growth and change in their life if they follow through, obviously, with what the Holy Spirit is opening up to them. But they would have never learned it if they had been absent or disinterested. And so there is a zeal for knowledge, for spiritual knowledge and wisdom and the things of God. And I think this passage encourages us, and Paul makes it clear that he feels this is critical to our ability to love and bear fruit. Now our reading ends with St. Paul telling the Colossians that they have been delivered from the power of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the Son he loves. That's a beautiful phrase. The kingdom of the Son he loves. This is also, at least in part, a reference to knowledge that you might not pick up on at first glance. It's a reference to knowledge or to illumination, as we said last week. The power of the kingdom of darkness is enslavement to ignorance, which traps us in the passions of sin. But St. Paul says we've been delivered from this kingdom by the knowledge of the gospel and grace. So long as we respond to this knowledge with obedience, when we do, we are free to flourish in that steadfast patience and joy bearing fruit for the kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.